Rusty Quill presents. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Previously on Planet Arcana. 
After a night's rest at Steeljaw's camp, our heroes assemble within the canteen, where Harley Highstakes proposes an alliance. In a bid for vengeance, Harley plans to capture Mesmera's experiment and hold it ransom for her reinstatement at Riscotech, offering to buy the crew's assistance with a handsome reward once she regains access to the casino's resources. The fools know Mesmera to be the architect of some of their misfortune, and Crater has reason to believe his stolen limbic sensor may be part of her experiment. So, for now at least, the crew's goals align with Harley's. Savvy old scrapper Crater Wayne successfully negotiates a steep price, and the deal is struck. When their business in the Good Unwilds is concluded, they will join Harley's hunt for revenge. In a private moment with his friends, Celestine pushes aside his fears and recommits to finishing their quest. And with that, our three fools depart, driving north toward the setting sun. North. Is... is that... is that correct? Well, whatever. They drive toward the setting sun and Parado Peaks, where they hope to recover Steeljaw's stolen pip generator. Amidst a growing sense of unease, the party receives a visitation from an arcana. The Empress, manifested via several woodland creatures, warns the group, especially Simon, that great danger lies ahead. The Empress explains that Peridot Peaks is a land where no magic exists. In the wake of the Big Oops 4,000 years ago, a group of humans forsook technology and data, putting all their faith in magic. In doing so, they became the Fae. Others felt it necessary to forsake both technology and magic, becoming denamed, and their home is known. As the Underhush, a place where magic goes to die. As a former Fae, Simon's connection to magic is intertwined with the true name he shares with all Fae. If the fools proceed, they will all be parted from their magic while in Perido Peaks. But if Simon remains disconnected for too long, he risks becoming denamed himself. Despite pleas from the Empress to turn back, Simon the Spider is determined to see the mission through to the end, whatever the outcome. And so, bereft of their magic, our crew presses cautiously on in search of the Underhush. I can hear you. I can hear the cacophony coming from all across the fifth collide. Oh, how I miss you, my dearest darling. I miss the clockwork, the neon, the networks. Oh, these metropolises, these, these verdant, desolate biomes. Oh. The fun and games we have planned. 
always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success. You will be tried. You will be compromised. I repeat, we have been compromised. But do not despair. You will see the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find all it takes is a friend. All it takes is perseverance. All it takes is a little audacity. All it takes is a key. You departed from Steeljaw's camp and not long after ran into the Empress. I suppose it's been some time since you've seen an arcana in the flesh or the fur as sort of the Empress appeared to you in a mix of woodland creatures. Almost as soon as it started, it dispersed. And with a warning, you set off into the forest. You travel northward, tracing the edge of the mountain range. Your magic is dimming the further you go. And Simon, you were rattled in the camp by the denamed, but you were not prepared for the absence of magic that starts to pulp, that starts to <laughs> pulse deep in your core. <laughs> I heard that pulp. <laughs> a full day's travel, and you reach the edge of the Baobab forest. It is a beautiful forest of giants. The golden, smooth-trunked Baobabs cast long, thick shadows, painting the forest floor in even black lines. They extend up to 100 feet high and 50 feet in diameter, branches erupting only from their tip-top. Most are perfectly straight, but some are shaped like plump teardrops and some twist around each other where they've grown close together. Wow. I was going to say, I didn't know what a baobab was. So I just Googled it. This is, you gotta love a baobab. It's an insane looking tree. It, it really great. is. <laughs> I wish I'd named myself that baobab. 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 It's a good word. Baobab. The funny thing about the word baobab is it's a bit rhythmic and the three of you in the car start to say the words baobab, baobab, baobab. And the rhythmic sense of it masks at first the sound that starts to fill the environment around you and then you realize it is coming from the environment around you and not the baobabs within <laughs> you start to realize that you're hearing stomping it's approaching from in front of you <sighs> and it sounds like a creature that is very large uh, should we like pull over or something i mean it's probably nothing no i don't know <laughs> can we can we see anything yet or make a perception check for me is there a glass of water on the I was going to fucking say that. God damn it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's fine. I got a three anyway. 23. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Simon has a glass of water, but just starts drinking it. And Celestine, you look at the glass of water on, on the dash. And indeed, you are seeing the ripples in time with the rhythmic stomping. Just before it becomes dire, you see it. A massive tyrannosaurus rex but something looks a bit off though and you start to realize that something sounds a bit off too with the stomping its gait is erratic and the movements feel very jilted and very unnatural and as it approaches just a bit closer you start to see the issue a hot air balloon seems to have punctured in the t-rex's mouth and now the fabric is laying in such a way that the creature can't seem to shed it. There are vultures circling overhead, waiting. Oh, that poor thing. It's like kind of cute, no? Oh. Yo, what's that? Yo, what's that song? It goes like... 
<laughs> Stuck in my head. I don't know what that is. Life finds a way. Never give your true name to your friends. It's like it's William Johnson or something, right? Like John Williams. William John. Will I am actually? Oh my god, Will I am? Yeah. Will I am Johnson? Will. Well, listen. I don't know what he did to the hot air balloon, but. Would anybody mind if I just like climbed up the guy, got his little? Well, hold on now, hold what? on, hold on. That fucker will. You may one, remember one that bite. we are without ability to do anything other than yeah, just. Yeah, still have a legs. Right, and if you fall from the T Rex, what shall Ouch. we do then, Simon? Ah, uh, it would be nice to help this creature that seems like it's suffering, but much of our ability to do so has been taken away by the nature of this place. So I say we just. Drive right past Fuck it as that. fast as we can. <laughs> Fuck that. Crater, that's what oh, I'm talking no. about. That's what I'm talking about, Crater. All right, Simon, me and you. This is a me and you mission then. If, if Let's this guy go. wants can to be a little me? prickle butt about it. Ah, uh, prickle butt. Um, okay, hold up. Let, let, let's, let's assess this though. So I'm going to throw you into a T Rex's mouth and you're going to whip out a hot air balloon and then he's going to be our buddy and not eat you. No, not his mouth. Okay. I'll go in from the back of the head. Probably, right? Really good thing you talked about this ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) Just tosses Simon into the mouth. (laughs) Down the gullet he goes. Good luck. Um, You can use the back as like a a ramp, like a little half pipe. Yeah, here. I can also like maybe like distract him a little bit. If you want to try and yank the balloon out and then I can just try and keep his attention off of that. And then once it's free, then we back up. And we get the fuck out of here. Foolproof. And I will keep the car running. <laughs> okay. Do I have anything that resembles a flare? Um, Ooh, oh, I can just own oh, no, a weight. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bottle of black ink. Wait, we do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My favorite thing is Simon's mysterious pack that, like, you it's showed up naked, stuff. but, like, mechanically you would have all those things, so it's really funny that they just show up when you need it. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I have a tinderbox, so, like, okay. I was just in one of the one of the pockets some, one of these days. You can Molotov cocktail that thing. I don't. I don't think we want to piss it off. Oh yeah. I thought you were trying to help it. Yeah. I was like, forget it. We're killing. Molot- no, we're killing. Uh, you could toss a Molotov cocktail like against a rock or something. That would make a n- nice little distraction. Sure. Okay. You know what, Simon? I'm going to follow your lead on this one. Let's do this. <laughs> Let me um, let me also just say to any of you you nerds out there, you naysayers, <laughs> that this is not a water-based ink. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah. What? Describe. You guys get out of the car. Celestine keeps it running. I assume. Uh, so I guess I'll take the Molotov cocktail from Simon, mm-hmm. light that fucker up, and then kind of wave it in the air to get the. T-Rex's attention and then smash that against a rock. Am I throwing you, Simon? Yes. Okay. I'll grab Simon by the scruff of the neck and then the back belts and then give a little heave ho. <laughs> Come in from behind. The T-Rex. Not me. I, okay. Yes. That was a good, good, good clarification. Okay. Yes. I guess maybe as the T-Rex turns to look at the the fire I made and then his back is exposed, I'll Perfect. give him a 
Hippo. Okay. So, um, I don't feel like you need to roll to get its attention. Like, it's not like there's an absence of wildlife here, but like the trees are such that like there's not a lot of canopy to them. So there's not a lot of hiding spaces out here. So as soon as you make to get this thing's attention, that will happen. Yeah. But I feel like the challenge here is the timing of like getting its attention and then clarify something for me do you not want to be seen like you want its attention to be fully on the on the explosion of the molotov cocktail while you are sneakily trying to get to its back correct that's right okay i'm gonna put this at a stealth check and it's gonna be pretty low because it's it'll be distracted by a molotov cocktail can i make the sound of it being distracted by the molotov cocktail? yes okay i'm just gonna lay down some t-rex sounds in case you could use them yeah really great <laughs> my okay. sound effects there you go yeah that's that was excellent. Now, <laughs> be, can, can you give me a can you give me a T Rex that has its mouth full of a hot air balloon? Okay. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> what range? This is it noticing the explosion. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Really good. All right. I'm going to say either both of you roll a stealth check or one of you take point and that person takes advantage. I just realized you were referencing that commercial from the 90s. Yeah. Um, sorry, what do you mean take point? Like one of you kind of leads the charge of being stealthy oh. and that person will get help from the other person. So they'll okay. receive advantage instead of you both rolling together. Okay. What do you think, Sean? Uh, my stealth is shit, so if you have okay. anything in stealth, I, then I have go a for plus it. one. <laughs> That's better than mine. So. <laughs> All right, let's let's go. <laughs> All right, so let's say Crater helps um, Simon. You're getting ready to toss Simon, so maybe you've got like a, a bit of a hold on him, and Simon, you're just directing. So give me a stealth roll at advantage. Okay, you got to hit an eighteen here. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Is there anything we can do to bump it up one? What'd you get? <laughs> I got a 17. Oh. Yeah, bark inspiration. There oh. you go. Well, hold on. Is oh. that a magical effect? It sure is. Yes. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> then no, I can do nothing That's okay. For you. That's okay. Let's do this. Crater, you, you see that Simon is like just short of directing you like you... He just like he leads you in front of a tree instead of behind it, and you realize that the the T Rex is going to see you, and you're like, no problem. And you like flash a smile at Simon, expecting it to do something, and the T Rex from behind you makes one of the noises that B made earlier, <laughs> and you realize <laughs> that it has fully seen you, and it turns its gaze away from the Molotov cocktail and is running towards you. I'm gonna have both of you make a dexterity saving throw, please. Okay, and I'm gonna <laughs> turn to. I'm assuming that like my. Like my butt's kind of in the air and I'm like dangling from like <laughs> yeah. crater's grasp kind of thing. And I'm going to turn to him and be like, straight for the mouth, buddy. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to roll for dexterity. Yes, please. Oh, that's a 19. Yeah. Good. Succeed. Okay. Would you say this is a trap? No. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> you got to try it all, though. T-Rex oh, yeah. carefully planned this. Uh, dexterity saving throw. Oh, fuck. That's a five. Oh, okay. Right. Failure. Okay. So in sort of the scuffle, the, the T-Rex just like it it runs towards you and then very quickly spins around. And it's it's just panicking at this point. And it whips its tail at both of you. Simon, you just get out of Crater's grasp in time to, like, 
mitigate mm-hmm. some of the damage. You're going to take seven damage. Okay. Crater, you get fully blasted in the tummy by this oh. thing's tail, and oh. you go flying back against a tree. You're going to take 15 bludgeoning damage. Oh, not my tummy. Yeah, your tummy. <laughs> So Crater's kind of like slumped against a tree and Simon, you're faced with this T-Rex that's like spun back around again. What do you both want to do? And did I make it onto the T-Rex? No, it like, it smashed into you. Like it just kind of clipped you and Crater took the, the full brunt of it. Okay. And I'll just put out there that Celestine, if you, if at any point you want to jump in, you are more than welcome to. Oh, I think they've got it handled just fine. <laughs> Looks like it's going great to me. Oh my Dude, God. that's a spite now. <laughs> I've got, uh, like, I've got quite good climbing speed. Mm-hmm. It's like plus 30 feet climbing speed. Yeah. And I'm wondering about all those times that I might have been, like, <laughs> fucking Disney's Tarzan with the Phil Collins soundtrack on all these, like, trees and the thorough lush. And I'm looking at these baobabs, <laughs> and I'm wondering if we could come up with some sort of deal. I mean, uh, my climbing <laughs> speed is fucking OP as a hell, too. So it's, what if we both just... Like, you can't eat both of us, right? So. Exactly. But if you go up one side, I go up the other side and Fuck figure yeah. it out. Yeah. That's sick. Is one of you trying to be the distraction, the other trying to get onto it, or are we both just taking our chances? Uh, I can distract him. We can swap if you want, Crater. I'm annoying and smaller. Sure. sure. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's go. Both of you make performance checks as you climb up trees. I'm thinking more of it as like, uh, you know, you like put your, you know, like, when you're a kid and you're like parkour and you like put your foot against you jump and put your foot against a tree and then like push off of it as like a a a jump like it's like that but it actually works and you go from one tree to the next if that's the case you can swap out athletics or acrobatics i'm i mean like i feel like as simon's doing that and being the distraction i think i'm gonna try and climb up like the back leg of this t-rex and like climb up the side of him that'll definitely be an athletics check okay my performance check i got uh-huh. 14 it becomes 16 amazing that's oh totally fine okay he, i mean you're already in his attention you've got it now <laughs> okay sick yeah you're keeping it and crater give me that athletics that is a fucking it's an 11 plus 15 whoa oh yeah oh, 26 that'll do <laughs> you you pretty deftly scale this t-rex and uh you get to the to the tippy top you get to the head and you can see below that Simon is doing some parkour against a tree and it like it can feel you on it, but it's got those little tiny arms, so it's not gonna like it can't can't like reach up and toss you off. So you have a moment here to just kinda like do what you need to do. So what is it that you wanna do? Just for clarification, so it's a hot air balloon in its mouth. Yeah. Is it a popped hot air balloon? Yes. Okay. Yeah, right. I mean, like, is it as easy as like can I just rip this thing out of its mouth? Can I just mm-hmm. stick an arm in there? Can I can I very carefully stick an arm in there and try and pull this thing out? Yeah. I mean, I don't really think you have to roll for that. Like you're okay. up on the you're up on the T-Rex and you rip it out. And I'm going to be bouncing off of its nose if I may. <laughs> like from baobab to nose then going between the baobabs and I'm going yeah! <laughs> like a peacock. It's, it's so confused. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, congratulations. You have uh you have 
released this uh, the hot air balloon from its mouth. Now you have an angry T-Rex. What would you like to do? But we're your uh, friends now. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be our buddy now, right? I saved you. Like the lion and the mouse. What do you say? Yeah. Can, I, can I take half a beat and just see if he considers me a friend now because I helped him? Make an animal handling check. Oh. No. Man, you know be great for this is a fucking druid. <laughs> so it seems to give you a thumbs up from the car. <laughs> Christ. I mean, that was a 13. Yeah, that isn't really going to do it. The T-Rex slams its tail into a bunch of trees and it's like it's trying to knock off the ones that Simon is on, but you're just like jumping between them. I will say that like the car is not that far away and this thing, it's just kind of angry. So we need to deal with the situation. I mean, yeah, I'm going to get the hell out of Dodge. Then I'm going to jump off this thing and start running towards Celestine. Yeah, and I'm going to... Jump on Crater's back. <laughs> okay. Amazing. You have to go faster. Uh, yeah. Crater, run. <laughs> Both of you make a perception check for me. Okay. There's a 13. Oh, yeah. 22. Simon, as you go to jump on Crater's back, you see in the basket of the hot air balloon, kind of like dangling and now it's like on the ground, there is a bag. Oh. <laughs> Crater, crater! Uh, I'm going to put on the brakes and I'm going to run and get the bag first. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have both of you make a dexterity saving throw for me, please. Okie dokie. What about, what about like an athletics check? Because I'm trying to stop on a dime and pivot like a wide receiver. <laughs> I like the way you think, but this is a dexterity sa- It's a saving throw t- type of thing because you're going to get slammed. That's an 11. Fail. Oh, I got 20. Actually, oh, no, hello. it's plus one. So 19, sorry. Still a success. So, oh, I rolled really good for damage this time. Crater, <laughs> you do manage to get the bag, but you're both going to take a bit of damage as it's kind of like flailing around. Crater, you're going to take the full 23 damage. Simon, you'll take half of that, so 11. But you get the bag and you start sprinting towards the car. <laughs> pop the doors open so they can dive in. Go, go, <laughs> go, 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 go. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to have Celestine make a driving check for me, like whatever check you want to pitch for this to get away from the T-Rex. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So how does a, how does having a vehicle proficiency work with this sort of thing? Like, what am I, what, what do I check or is there? Like basically any check that you want to do that relates to the vehicle, you can add proficiency to it if you don't already. If I don't already have it. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, okay. Then, I mean, I think so sleight of hand is probably what makes the most sense. Dope. 12. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I would allow some advantage from the others if you want to help Celestine get away from the T-Rex. Yes, yeah. I take whatever help I can get. I'll give him a little <laughs> massage like the coach behind the wrestler or the boxer in the ring. <laughs> I love that Simon is just always giving massages. This is this <laughs> just yeah, what Simon does. Thing. I mean, yeah. I can also like, I'm, I can reach into my pack and I'm gonna pull out a fancy rug, which I think I got in episode two, and maybe just throw it on the ground. So hopefully, uh, <laughs> cartoon style, maybe maybe the T Rex slips on the rug slightly as he's you, after. You don't us. have a banana peel kicking around? <laughs> oh, I actually do. It's a, you know the skedaddle sound effect? <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> Yeah, okay, know. so I'm, I'm okay, rolling great. again. Sleight of hand. Take another roll All of right. this. 
Ah, that's a 25. Yeah, yeah. Oh. that's what I'm talking The T-Rex about. is slipping on the rug. <laughs> yeah, and the massage is really helping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, keep that up. That's my that that's my shifting arm. I like that. Yeah, I got you, baby. I can feel how you need to deal with this soon. Like, Jesus. Well, we're a little busy right now. <laughs> you were tense. <laughs> but you managed to get out of the uh, hairy situation, and eventually the T-Rex, like, Celestine, you're weaving through the baobab trees. Eventually, the T-Rex just kind of like, it can't keep up with you and its problem is solved. So it eventually just kind of like turns around and goes to find easier prey. You did a good thing, even though it was challenging and it still wanted to hurt you after. (laughs) And you should feel (laughs) good about that. In the bag, you find a hundred dollars. (laughs) And <laughs> cool. great. Yes. <laughs> you also find a few bottles of juniper wine. Oh! You find a separate bag full of beautiful jewelry with a ton of inset rubies and emeralds. Oh. And you find a sextant. Oh. Uh, excuse me? A, a sextant. <laughs> Hello. It's like a navigation tool. Prithy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, Did you say prithy? Prithy. Do go on. <laughs> <laughs> How are we planning to use said, said sextant? It's not rhetorical. What's a sextant? It's like a six-sided navigation tool that they used, they used to use on like boats back in the day, I think. That's why it's called a sextant. Oh. If you picture like a protractor with mm-hmm. like goggles in it. Oh, one of those. Not it's a sextant. It's totally not six-sided, but it's, a, mm. yeah. yeah. Not a sextant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like scary, right? <laughs> Well, maybe this will be useful to us at some point. I don't know exactly how yet, but let's keep it handy. This thing is so cool. This thing is so cool. We did it. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, no harm, no foul. And I feel exhilarated by that experience. The first item of, of action on our first quest. Do we have any sense of like whether it is? I mean, I guess around here, like nothing is magical, but is it? just a sextant or is it something else as well like is it i mean i I, your instincts are good but unfortunately there's simply no way to tell yeah out here perhaps a task for later also what a horrible way to die imagine you're just like enjoying the beautiful view in your hot air balloon and then all of a sudden you get snatched out of the air by a t-rex yeah yeah and what's the story with that duffel like were they on the way back from a heist (laughs) they heisted a hundred hundred fucking gold (laughs) but they got a whole bunch of jewelry (laughs) that's true and and juniper wine and a sextant they were on some kind of adventure that's all i'm saying sounds like it was a good date really like so like so no so so there's there's wine and jewelry so someone someone was about to propose (gasps) on that (gasps) oh my god God, it was a proposal, Sean. You're right. You're right. Oh, we knew it. Oh, that just got so dark. Was there any blood in the in, in in the hot air balloon like basket area, or could these people have have escaped? Can they could could they still be alive out there somewhere? Um, Simon, you do not recall seeing any sign of life. Was there? But no blood or anything. No, like there, like Post what I'm saying life. is like there's no there's no sign that anybody was ever in there. Like no, I mean other than the fact that there was a bag. I don't. That made it sound really spooky. Yeah, there was no blood. <laughs> there was no sign of life. <laughs> Ghosty love too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen a ghost this uh, this far south of the, of uh, cold breaks before. Crater. They don't typically like this warm weather. It's weird that they're down this far. Right? <laughs> Must be a ghost. <laughs> Yeah. Only explanations. 
Anyway, that was a good, that was a good deed for the day. Yeah. yeah. Now we can just be pieces of shit for the rest of this day. Yeah, because you're sitting at like 65% good right now. <laughs> I like the 50% yeah. good thing. Quite the encounter and quite the deed with quite the T-Rex. And, um, <laughs> yeah, he as was. As the three of you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we got to know him a little more, yeah. you know? What was his name? Yeah, what is his name? Um, Gunter. Yes, yeah. Gunter is a good name for a T Rex. It really is. Gunter the Hunter. Oh. The best Hunter in the good, the good Unwilds. Unwilds. <laughs> and perhaps we'll see him again someday. Wow. But without Gunter, the three of you managed to shake yourselves off and step back out on your path through the Baobab Forest. A thought occurs to you, Simon. You've seen not many T-Rexes before today. Maybe this is the only one you've seen. But but thinking on it, in your long existence, you're actually not sure you've ever known a fae who's met a T-Rex at all. And certainly you've never known a fae to be gone from the Thorough for as long as you have. And most definitely no fae has ever knowingly and intentionally traveled away from magic altogether, away from what keeps you tethered to the other fae, and to the true name you all share. As the only fae who has ever become human, a long line of firsts awaits you, Simon, and the true weight of that is slowly becoming apparent. Perhaps for comfort, you reach out, tugging at that invisible muscle, your lifeline to magic. But the line is slack. You have less than three days now before your severance from magic becomes permanent. Is there any physical manifestation of this? I don't think physical. Correct me if I'm wrong here, B. That tracks. We're kind of open to how mentally you are coping with this. I have a theory. I love that. I'm picturing how my brother used to react to food coloring when he was a kid. Ooh. I where know. it's like, it's it's forbidden and it's so bad for you, but he did it anyway because he's a kid and of course you want cheesies, but he was like extremely hyperactive and like almost lost his mind every time. Like it was pretty intense. Uh, so like maybe he could just be kind of like, you know, losing elements of control, becoming a bit more manic, frantic, less grounded mentally. And that comes across in the in the way that he is around people. Something is changing. And I think maybe the thing that you notice most, Simon, is that it has been a gradual effect. When you were at the edge of the forest, just after talking to the Empress, you felt it a bit. And to that effect, you're kind of starting to realize like that you are very close to the core of this forest. You can tell that you are close to the source if there is one that is dampening or sucking in or canceling all the magic can i tell exactly where it's coming from i think that maybe what you could surmise is that any stronger and it would be almost unbearable for you so if this isn't if you're not at the core of the forest now then you don't know how much further you could go in okay well uh i'm going to i'm going to keep a lid on it because i am like okay that's weird noted gonna try to keep a lid on but not uh you know worry the other two well it's late in the night you know you've been traveling all day so do you want to continue traveling through the night or would you like to set up camp keep in mind that if you don't sleep you will have exhaustion mm. i believe we should do one thing but i think thematically simon's gonna want to keep going because he can't stand still 
Well, hold on now there, Simon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I can appreciate that you want to get this done, and I, I certainly want to get it done as quick as possible myself, but, well, Crater took a couple hits from that T-Rex back there, and, and frankly, I, given as we don't have all our faculties about us while we're here, I think we should, uh, we just as soon benefit from a little rest. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, but, like... Right, but, it, like, mechanically, exhaustion is gonna be sucks. real yeah. rough. Real yeah. rough for us. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's, let's sleep for a good, good eight hours, and then we'll pick up when the sun comes back up. Okay, okay, okay. Alright. Let's pull the dragonfly over to the side of the road or whatever, maybe see if there's some, like... I don't know, are, is there some, are there some low shrubs that we can kind of park it in amongst? Yeah, I would say pretty few and far between, but it's not like you're on like a super, t- like you have the time to spend like an hour, I would say, looking for the, the perfect place to park and you do find what you're looking for. All right. Can I just ask what, how does the bag of holding work in this world then? Yes, you, um, you go to pull something out of the bag of holding as an experiment and it's a bag and it's just empty. Okay. So anything that was in the bag, we don't have access to right now. Okay. Cool. Wow. We're really just raw dog in this area. Eh? <laughs> yep. Let's <Okay>. go. <laughs> Celestine will take first watch. I'll sit up on the roof of the car. I mean, yeah, I think having just encountered a Tyrannosaurus Rex earlier today, I might, I might elect to sleep inside the vehicle tonight. Um, so I mean, like kind of, buried himself with some sand. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know those fish? Simon, is that, uh, is that comfy? Uh, well, it's cool and dark, and that's the best I can do right now. There's like a little bit of vibrating under the sand. <laughs> Celestine, you have a pleasant watch. It's a very clear night, as most nights are in the Good on Wilds. Very little precipitation, except for when it's acid rain. So very little precipitation and what it is is really bad. Um, but <laughs> but when it isn't, it's a beautiful clear night and so far away from any cities, you can see so many stars. I know that we're without magic here, but just as like an experiment, I wouldn't mind trying to reach out to the Arcana. If nothing happens, nothing happens, but... yeah. In a similar way to Simon, you reach out for that tether. Simon's is more intrinsic and yours is one maybe a bit more learned. And you try to pull on the thread that connects you to the Arcana and you find a similar slack. It feels very like a room that's been like extremely audio treated. Like there's there's no echoes, there's no bouncing of sound in the walls. It just... It's very still in a way that is hard to describe, and it perhaps is a bit unsettling. There's nothing on the other end to reach out back to you. Hmm. I had to try. Your watch concludes. Yeah, I'll give Crater a little tap on the shoulder. Well, let's take in the, the silence for a little bit. We're in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of nice just being in the dark and nothing stirring. Yeah. As the one, the person in the party who is like least connected to magic, I would say... This area affects you the least. Maybe the stillness and the silence doesn't bother you as much. But your connection to magic is sort of tied into your connection with Riot, having had your bardic powers come to light when you started taking Scalifaxa. And the severance for now is noticeable. And you sit with it for a while. 
and your watch concludes. I get Simon to get his turn. You uh, rustle up the sand. (laughs) (laughs) And Simon, you take final watch. The rest was fitful. As someone who is new, like we said, to the concept of sleep itself, it's probably troubling to know that sleep can be that bad. You're deeply uncomfortable by the lack of magic here. It feels like life force is just missing from this place. You can tell you're at the very core of it and it's strong. It feels like a weighted blanket on you and almost feels like you have to move through molasses to get anything done to get your thoughts in order. I'm going to like muse for a sec because like I feel like Simon is on to he's kind of on like a bit of a a not so track philosophically like he's kind of he's he's getting to a level of being like kind of out there that's why he was like he was traveling around he was kind of like he's been concerned about like everything that's been going on with the natural world with the the tremors the beasts the just the the tumult and feeling as though there's something else and like for a fae as old as he was there's a fragment of reality that he sees of his own reality that he can't quite understand with this and wonders if there's something else in there because his his philosophy is kind of that magic is in everything intrinsically as far as anything natural like it still could be in there and nothing is ever completely destroyed so i feel like he wants to like not just take a read not just like a check for magic but like he's sitting cross-legged next to a cactus and he puts his weird long human fingers that he's still getting used to (laughs) Under the sand in front of him. It feels cool and it feels ragged, but he feels them touching every little piece, the grains of sand. And he sets about not finding magic, but understanding magic or attempting to understand magic on a cellular level so that he can make sense of this and how it's affecting him. Roll an insight check. And do it at advantage for reasons. Okay. So 23. Though you are so separated from it now and painfully so, the concept of magic on a cellular, molecular level sort of makes complete sense to you. Because even though your form has changed recently, it is what you are. You are made of the stuff. It's not really clear to you if that's the case for other beings on the fifth collide on the planet. But for you, you have that understanding that you are magic. And therein lies the danger of this place, a place that magic cannot exist because it is what you are. And luckily, your form now is maybe protecting you a little bit. So it would stand to reason that maybe it wouldn't be like a typical unnaming. Maybe it would be like maybe after the three days, it would be a dissolution into nothing like a complete undoing which goes against all of his beliefs that nothing can be destroyed matter can't be destroyed it's terrifying to think about what could happen you reach further into the earth simon and try to get more Mm -hmm. try to get more of a sense of what is going on here and 
As you start to hone in on this and maybe start to collect your thoughts, you are at the core of this place, the very spot that is so concentrated for the absorption of magic. And then you realize that's what it is, the absorption of magic. So your senses were right, you think. It's not that magic is not here. It's that there is something in this area that is consuming it and at a much greater rate than it can exist. It's hard to say exactly what that is, but between this realization and the realization that you might not be simply denamed, you might be completely torn apart, you sort of stand up and you back up against a tree. And the tree makes an interesting noise, not one that you would expect, not one of a body hitting bark and wood, sort of a clanging sound actually, as your back hits metal. Simon turns around slowly, takes a look at what he just ran into. Something catches your eye on a particularly wide trunk. A difference in texture, a slight mismatch of colors on this tree. It's camouflage so well disguised, in fact, that you all almost overlooked it. But as you examine it closer, there's no mistaking it. A section of this trunk has been carved out at the base and replaced with painted metal hinges on one side. A door. It's a door. Your eyes travel to the top of the door seam, where a word seems to have been carved in tiny letters above it. That word is looking. And as you spot this, you look around, and the tree nearest to the dragonfly, it's the same. You spot the same. It's another door. And as you find that one, you whip your head around, and you see on a nearby trunk another door, and then another, and then another. The sun is slowly rising, and you sense that you made a found the place that you're looking for. Mm. Okay. Can I, like, try one of the doors, see if they open? There is no handle or anything to try. There's a seam. Uh, make an investigation check. Yeah. 16. Okay, so you notice that next to this door that you found and a couple of the other doors, in fact, all of them as you take a moment, you see a circular pattern of tiny round holes almost resembling something like an intercom speaker and i think with you walking around and starting to check these doors the other two of you wake up oh good morning 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 um there's doors in all the trees what (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah just uh you know just giving it the old look see but uh yeah major development like, do you mean like a, like a literal door or is this like a fey thing? Where no, it's like, no. The, like, it's like a door to the soul of the, no. the living creature God, that is the don't tree. Don't trivialize my fey. Anyway. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're so right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was in the wrong there. It's fine, but no, there's an actual door. There's an actual door. Okay. Look at it. Do you, uh, do you think you could punch it? No, hold on now. Hold on before we start punching doors. <laughs> My arm's cocked, ready to go. We're going to let you punch a door in just a minute. In fact, there is a word underneath that first word. You all start to gather the clues and you find five collections of words. Above each of the five doors are carved two words, one atop the other. On the top row, they read in no particular order, looking, are, for, what, and you. What are you looking for? Yeah. And on the bottom row, they read, again in no order, how get you here and did. All right. So there's there's two phrases here. Is the is the what and the how on the same door? No, they're in no order. Okay. Huh. 
We tried saying it, like saying the questions out loud. I mean, what are you looking for? And how did you get here? Dramatic pause. Come on. <laughs> okay, no, it's not that. I mean, should we just try the first door, maybe? Like, yes. Start with what? I agree that that's the right place to start. Um, Before we potentially go somewhere here, the bag of holding is not a magical bag, but it's a regular bag, right? It's a regular bag. The bag itself is regular, but it has magic imbued in it. Yeah, what I'm saying is, can I just use it like a bag? Absolutely. Awesome. For sure. Cool. Yeah, you can have a bag to use. Um, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you put in there explodes. We are completely yeah. gracious to uh, I want to take the I want to take the juniper wine. Okay. All right. That's it. I got what I needed. Let's uh. Well, crater. Let's let's smash some stuff. It's a little early, don't you think? <laughs> so we smashing for sure. <laughs> smashing, smashing. Of course, the other. Just before we start smashing stuff, I will just just point out the one other clue that you. I'm sure Simon pointed it out that there are a bunch of tiny holes next to the door in a circular pattern, almost like an intercom speaker. Mm. Oh yeah. I mean, okay, let's. Let's try the let's try the doorbell first, right? Let's let's see before we rudely break down yeah. someone's door. <laughs> okay. Simon's gonna go up and like start poking at it and be like like tap 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 tap. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Nobody's there. There was no response immediately. Nobody's there. Uh, hello, people on the other side of the door. Please say hello back, or we shall assume it is empty and let ourselves in. Okay, I want to pose something to you, and. If you want to play it out like this, I am fine with that. We seem to have found the place that we are looking for. And I think that you guys know that. So now is a good time to decide how we're going in. If we're going in guns a-blazing or if we're going in stealth. And the reason that I'm bringing this up now is because if you were to go in stealth, you suspect that this is a group of people who are denamed. Make an insight check for me. All of us? Yeah, sure. Natural one. Ooh. <laughs> smash, smash, smash. Nine. <laughs> okay. I, I I got twelve. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna give Simon uh, advantage on this again for reasons. Oh. Okay. Oh baby. Twenty-two. Hey, there we go. Simon, I think that the Fae have a way of recognizing their own because you are made of different stuff than the rest of the people on the fifth collide and knowing what you do about the people here and and celestine and crater too like you understand that becoming denamed means you are sort of fundamentally changed what i'm getting at here basically if you would like to go in stealthy the way not to do that is to announce yourself yeah right. so yeah okay. absolutely okay. yeah i'm yeah. just giving you the opportunity to decide yeah. what you want to cool. do okay. cool 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 yeah because we don't have uh, really the ability to guns blaze uh you know right off the bat i don't think so let's stealthily smash this fucking door <laughs> yeah can we can we cut like us like going into the intercom and just like yeah a hundred percent that's that's why i brought it up okay stealth open this door okay important question mm-hmm. does this door look like it swings into the tree or out yes king the hinges are visible on side outside the door okay so it swings out so it swings out okay yeah so we need to pry it okay and just sorry i think it's already said but there's no door handle no okay oh nuts can i can i get my great axe and can i try to wedge it into the seam and then turn my great axe try and pop the door open Ooh, jesus christ very quietly 
I, I will add. Yeah. So sure. <laughs> I guess like make an attack roll, and that attack roll will to, will be to see like how precise you can do this, if that makes sense. Okay. So instead of strength, use your dexterity. Ooh. Can I not? <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> no. Can Depends we can we can we help like out this. and give Crater some sort of advantage or? Yeah, I mean for sure you can help out. Okay, how do I do this with dexterity then? Is all my what is an attack roll? That's proficiency. Well, you're you're proficient <laughs> with your weapon, right? Yes. And I'm just saying to use dexterity instead of strength because of the way that you're trying to use your weapon. So it's my so it's five plus dexterity, so it's plus five. Wow, that sucks. Okay. <laughs> Okay. That's not so bad. Okay. Um, By the way, I'm looking for a 20 here. Okay. <laughs> I did roll a nat 20. And like, that, oh seems, that seems like that's bullshit, but I did just roll a nat oh. 20. Oh, <laughs> yes. My God. Holy oh, my shit. fucking God. Yeah, that I do. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. here's what's up. By pure fucking luck, Crater. Uh, skill. Okay, the skill. Here's what's up. The skill was needed to to pry it open gently, right? The luck part comes into play here when you realize after you've opened the door that Crater, you lodged your axe right into where the mechanical trap was armed. And you suspect uh-huh. that that trap, had you just opened the door without fucking doing anything to it, would have set off an alarm. But on a nat 20, my friend, you have oh accidentally God. disabled it. Wow. <laughs> I was laughing at you guys because I was like, they don't know there's a trap. Like, <laughs> that nat 20 changed everything. It really fucking did. Holy wow. shit. Unreal. <laughs> That's like the only thing that could have fucking. Holy B shit. and I were like, there's a word puzzle here. And you all were like, yeah, but fuck yeah, that. I'm gonna nat 20 this alarm system. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck it. I mean, we, we don't have a rogue anymore, so like we're kind of more oh, yeah. brute force. Yeah, picking locks and disarming Holy traps shit. is kind of in our it's, in our rearview mirror now. It's all coming out in the wow. left. That is, I cannot tell you how good that was, that was for you. That was fucking game changing. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Well done, well, Crater. Just like you've done a million times, buddy. Yeah, exactly. No big deal. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we're in. Hey, it's me, one of your GMs, B. Listen, are you caught up on Planet Arcana but hungry for more? Well, we've got more, lots more, on our Patreon, where patrons enjoy perks like early ad-free episodes, access to members-only channels in our Discord server, and monthly episodes of our talkback show, Recharge. Recharge is special. It's where we go to decompress, talk about the events of the sessions, uh, vent to each other, bully each other, love on each other, learn more about each other, and uh, honestly, every episode we... (laughs) Laugh so hard that we pee our pants, and that could be you. We're also excited to announce several new membership tiers on our Patreon. So in addition to the perks mentioned, you can also get in on an artwork club where you receive a new piece of Planet Arcana art in the mail every month. Uh, We have an exclusive merchandise tier where you can get a piece of merch that is only available on our Patreon, Uh, a tier with custom audio messages from the cast. We even have a tier where Jay and I will run a TTRPG session for you and your friends. We've also set ourselves some goals that we're excited to hit, like rerunning the heist at Riscotech with the player's unused characters, and hosting an exclusive online concert featuring Jay and Sky Wallace. Finally, 
we are excited to announce the launch of our official merch store. You can find the link on our website at planetarcana.com. Right now we have five colorful designs for t-shirts, hoodies, or crewnecks in a wide array of sizes, and we'll be introducing new designs over the coming months. So check out the Planet Arcana Patreon if that sounds like a good time to you. Follow us on our socials, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. If you feel like it, review and rate us. We love that. And uh, thanks for listening and back to the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. You hear something peculiar. I'm going to read the description anyway of being able to (laughs) get past the puzzle. You hear something peculiar coming from a tree. You follow the noise after the moment of clicks and whirs and mechanical puffs that are occurring inside the tree because of the fact that you jammed your axe in there. An arced seam forms in the bark and the shape of a door fucking appears and the creaks open. The entrance is before you now, fuckers. Congratulations, (laughs) you fuck. Oh my god. I literally, like, that was, that, that was going one way until it suddenly wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I was getting ready. Well, the listeners at home can solve that puzzle for us. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. Okay. So, so we're in the tree. Is it like a stairwell? Looking into the tree, it does appear to be a downward uh, facing 
slope. Mm. Well, let's go. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Feeling lucky and feeling good, you enter the tree through this hidden door, stepping inside the baobab's trunk and descending down a long, winding slope of earth. The walls are reinforced with long beams of metal and lined with electrical lanterns. All sound is dampened, and the air is heavy and richly mineral in taste. After a time spent walking, the downward-sloping passage begins to widen, larger and larger, and then finally, after what seems like half an hour of travel, the passage opens into an astounding cavern chamber. It looks to be at least a quarter of a kilometer wide and nearly as high, with a perfectly circular lake at its center. The walls are made up of thick, twisting baobab roots and enormous peridot crystals that jut out at all angles, glowing with a strong green light that illuminates the chamber. Looking around you and upwards, you can see that a village has been built into the chamber's walls. All around you are divots, caves, and passages similar to the one you entered from, some of them carved into the wooden crystal, and some of them naturally formed. You arrived in the underhush, and as you notice this, you do see several people walking about. Some of them are walking around the lake at a leisurely pace. Some of them you see through the carved out holes running up alongside the chamber, going along passages, going about their day. You seem to have arrived without any fanfare, without notice, just as planned. All right, y'all, well, we're in. What do we do from here? That is my question, Simon. Didn't think this far. (laughs) (laughs) See if we can spot the pip generator. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask if I have pip service right now. Ooh, cool, Ooh. good call. Yeah, y'all, all of you have pip service right now, <laughs> and all of our pips light up with a bunch of messages <laughs> loudly and give away our position. Oh you get a hundred notifications, <laughs> yeah. and they're all from JD, yeah, and they're all emojis. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, pip pip service is up. Um, you you can't see the. It's this is like a big chamber like a cylinder has been carved out from the earth like a quarter of a kilometer high um this seems to be like the central hub of what is a village a carved out village it would be difficult for a generator to be in here without you noticing it because it is kept mostly empty and mostly occupied by this lake like could it be in the lake is that crazy is okay all right stupid question about pip service and stuff like that do we have bars will our bars get stronger the closer we get to this thing absolutely love that so let's say right now you're looking at your pips there's four bars possible you're looking at a one right now mm-hmm. all right well it's not here so we need to try and stay as out of sight as possible while we get to wherever's next Y'all just keep your eye on your pips and watch those bars. Yeah, let's try and stay in the shadows as much as possible and take her slow. We're here. We're not in a huge rush. You know, let's take our time to us, right? In terms of, like, specifically what you're doing, were you interested in, like, you know, entering one of the other passages and just seeing where it takes you? If we come up to a passage at that, like, gives us an extra bar, then that's the direction. So sort of doing a circle of this cavern chamber to see, like, which which opening has the strongest service. Does that make sense to everybody? Does that yeah, make it, sense it, to it, me? It's like, a, it's like a big game of hot and cold. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. It's a big game of hot and cold. You've arrived unnoticed. However, as you have seen, 
there are people present. And so any sort of movement throughout the underhush, I'm going to ask for a group survival check. So two to three of you must pass this check. Okay. Survival? Yeah. Cool. It is survival and not stealth, specifically because your greatest challenge here isn't to remain hidden. There are plenty of hiding spots and you certainly do need to be stealthy. The challenge is in the discombobulating nature of this place. There is not really any way to distinguish one passive passage from another. They all look the same. And in fact, as you do the circle, you find a hard time remembering which one you came in from. And so remaining oriented is the name of the game here. Awesome. I got 22. Ooh. Pass. That's a two for Critter. That's a fail. 26 for Celestine. And hey. pass for <laughs> Celestine. Okay. All right. Yeah, so Celestine... And Simon, you sort of like help Crater muffle some of the noises uh, that he's made moving about. I'm so and big. <laughs> you are truly he's just so big. It, it's honestly kind of a feat. But that 26 really, really uh, got you there, as did that 22. And you managed to make your way completely around the chamber. A couple of times you might hear a voice from within one of the passages and, you know, duck behind uh, an outcropping of peridot crystals. Hide yourselves for a moment. And once the danger passes, you continue. Finally... On the far eastern side, so you almost do a full rotation before you find the one that gives you, it kind of hops between one and two as you're standing in front of this particular passage. And as you look into it, you can see that it it winds upward. Well, this is the only tunnel that the Pip is even flickered at, so I think this is where we go, right? Seems legit to me. Yeah, let's keep going. And in that case... I'm going to have another survival check. You enter this passage, it's winding. Almost as soon as you enter, you're not sure where you came from or where you're going. Y'all, I'm so bad at survival. It's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I'm Hopefully, I don't want to jinx myself, but... Oh, that's a nat 20. Oh, for a total of 30. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, fucking unreal. Okay, what am I going to do about this? <laughs> I think they do a good job. You're going to lead us right to the pip generator. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the deal. There was going to be at least two more survival checks. I think with that nat 20, not only are you remaining oriented, but perhaps you duck behind an outcropping and you overhear somebody say something about northern in relation to a piece of machinery that they're looking after. And so you have somewhat of a cardinal direction that knocks <laughs> that knocks one of the remaining checks off. So now you have your direction. Let's roll it one more time to make sure that you can keep that direction. Uh, that's a dirty 20 for me. Okay, mm. dirty this time, still gonna do it. 19. Yeah, that'll do it. Oh my wow. god, you guys are so <laughs> I, I, I rolled a six there too, so thank you. For wow. <laughs> wow. Greater's there. I'm trying my best. <laughs> Can I, I, I would love to hear like what's going on in creators because the, the idea here is that you're discombobulated. So like, how are you feeling right now? I mean, like, I, I feel like I've, I've had like seven Caesars and just like my head, (laughs) my head is spinning. I'm like, I'm just walking with like a, a a hand on Celestine's shoulder. I'm just like following his lead. Nice. I bet it would feel like that pretty intoxicating Mm -hmm. in a similar way. Yeah. Especially because like, I know we have no frame of reference of like which direction is which because there's no sun down here and it's mm. yeah it's very confusing <laughs> yeah we'd know if we were going north because we exactly. could just follow the sunset <laughs> <laughs> god damn it you say one thing one time <laughs> oh. 
Ah, and suddenly the sun is in the north. Okay. All <laughs> Sorry. Right. You're moving about the underhush. It is this strange feeling of being super aware of the pressure of tons of earth pressing down not only on you, but on the air around you. Particulate is floating about and filling your lungs not unpleasantly. And the glow of the peridot is somewhat of a comfort. You wind and you wind and you wind upwards, circling the chamber as you get higher and higher, but maintaining your bearing. And eventually, you reach four bars. Outside of a rather nondescript room, and from within, you can hear a hum. Is there anybody around in this area? Um, roll me perception. Everybody? Yeah. That was a 17. Yeah, me too. Okay. Uh, I got 20. Sweet. Yeah, I think with the 17s, you can be absolutely certain that there's no one in the room because you quieten yourselves and all you hear is the engine, the clicking, not even a breath. And Simon, for your part, you hear that as well. And you also hear footsteps in the distance and you're quite certain that they're leading away from you. So with that in mind, you're pretty confident that this room is empty and that there aren't any people nearby. Hmm. But it's a closed door, right? Yeah. Just a regular kind of door, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most fucking suspicious thing you've so said in 62 <laughs> episodes. Okay. It's okay. just a door. Thinking, thinking of my friend Riot, can I yeah. check for traps? Yo. Oh, absolutely. How, what is that? I, I, I haven't been a rogue in years. Is that, is That's going to be investigation. Right? Yeah, it's going to be an investigation check. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm actually pretty good at investigation. Surprise. Then I'll help you. Ooh. Hello. Four sets of eyes are better than two. Wait, no, that's not four sets. It's four sets. I was going to say, <laughs> Jesus. Ah! <laughs> uh, that was a 19. Nice. Ew. Okay, with a 19, you don't sense any traps. And what you do see actually sort of clipped to the outside of the door is like, you know, those like food safe things that you have to keep at a restaurant where you like initial whenever you've checked the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's that and a schedule. And so while there is no trap, there will be people coming eventually. And that is what you can surmise from this, like Mm. this ledger that has been kept. Is it like every hour or so or like every 30 minutes? 30 minutes sounds good to me. Love that. Okay. 30 minutes. Crucially, though, you don't know how long it has been. Oh, no, you do, because the ledger is right there. And you have your pips, and the pips are working. Okay, so, yeah, it looks like someone just came by. Probably the footsteps Simon heard leaving were the person leaving who had just checked on the pips. So, yeah, 30 minutes are, are, uh, it's looking like you got 30 minutes. I mean, and just to be safe, can I sign for the next 30-minute block, too, just in case somebody comes back? (laughs) What are you signing? Uh, Yeah. Oh, and interestingly, everybody has signed the same thing. Is it legible? Yeah, it's legible. It's... Some of them are, you know, different hands. Different no, but cursive. like we can see it. We can actually like read it and keep it in our minds. Yes, because it is simply the word friend oh. over and over again Ooh. in different cursive, of course. Mm. I thought friend was a good thing. <laughs> Should I be cheeky and write something else? Or... <laughs> <laughs> like okay. what? I'm just... let's, <laughs> let's see how easy it is to get the pip generator out of there, and then maybe you can be cheeky on the way out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ledger Ledger remains unsigned for now, but the room is yours for supposedly thirty minutes. Okay. And the regular looking door <laughs> opens. Oh, okay. Open the door. <laughs> Hello, generator. There it is. A set of blinking lights. The telltale hum. Steel Jaws generator is waist height, just as she told you. 
heavy looking. I mean, it's essentially an overlarge gray box with blinking lights and power outlets on all surfaces. The one thing that there is to notice is a single thick cable emerging from it. And that cable is attached to a solitary pip that sits on a nearby table, displaying static. In front of the pip sits a microphone, almost as if to broadcast whatever sound comes through it, though it currently sits silent. Is it plugged into like an outlet or something like that? Like if we try and take this thing with us, are we going to have to unplug it and thereby shut it down? Shut the generator down? The pip generator. Yeah. Like what I'm saying is like if, if we pick it up and move it, will it stop working? Thereby alerting everybody to the fact Interesting. that they don't... It, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way generators typically work is that like they do carry some power when they're unplugged. They're self-standing, but you would definitely hear the unplugging of the microphone. Yeah. I mean, and, and just to be clear, so like it's the last checkup that uh, this thing had just happened because the person was walking away. And so yeah. we didn't hear like an announcement from that person. No. In okay. fact, I would say that you've been here for about an at least an hour in the underbrush. Okay. You haven't heard any announcement or any really, except for the people walking by, you haven't heard anything. Okay. Although you you do know they have some sort of an intercom system, or you could presume that based on the doors, based on the system you destroyed. Right. <laughs> okay. So a little bit of a predicament here. Mm-hmm. We grab this thing and run, and hopefully we get out before okay. they catch us. Or another idea that someone else will have. Is there... <laughs> okay, so are we... So you said that if we unplugged the microphone from the box, that would make a sound that was transmitted through the pip. Do we have to unplug it? That's my question. Can we take it all? Yeah, the generator will hold some power. So, I mean, theoretically, you could keep the microphone like hooked up to the pip, the pip hooked up to the generator. And... Is there a little, like, mute switch on that mic? Interesting. <laughs> I've never seen a mic, like a standing mic without... Well, no, I guess I have. Mine I'm speaking have. into yeah. one. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say if it's a shitty mic, there is one. I don't know why. So. I don't know. I didn't think Fucking... about this, to be honest with you. I, I, I suppose it... All right. It does. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It has a mute switch. Okay. Well then, you're welcome. Theoretically, we wouldn't we wouldn't need to to take it at all. We could just mute the microphone and unplug it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we've solved this. Ooh. So the situation as it stands right now: three hundred pound generator. There is a mute button on the mic. You could take the pip and the generator and uh, make your way back out. I will say that you will be doing the same survival checks on the way out that you were on the way in and there might be some additional difficulties right okay i mean can you two carry my roles essentially which are going to be shit yeah i mean well the question is whether our roles become shittier as well if it's survival i've got pretty good survival very good me too me too what's the alternative though i think is the question here i i i'm not seeing a way out of this that's not just me carrying this thing and you two like clearing away for me is there another door to this room or is it just the one we came through this is the only door yeah you there's only one entrance and exit to this room hmm. all right that doesn't meet fire code but that's fine <laughs> well, uh, okay well crater if you can carry this big thing then i think the best we got is to try and make our way back out the way we came as best we can and uh if we get tripped up a bit, maybe we cause a little distraction and hopefully send them down the wrong tunnel. I like that plan. 
Will everyone roll me their survival checks? At disadvantage, my friends. Mm. All of us? I'm afraid. So, well, yeah. You know, I would argue I'm the only one that's really encumbered at the moment. I was going to say, like, how is I how know, is but if I only being... give Crater disadvantage, the one who's been rolling his rolls bad on survival, it's going to be... have already taken our magic Look, away entirely. Is that not disadvantage are, enough? Three of you are moving <laughs> like a fossey amoeba, okay? Like, you are, you are all at disadvantage because you're all technically encumbered by this thing. True. Okay. Look, I gave you a mute button. 18. <laughs> I also got 18. Wow. Oh, it makes it. I rolled a dirty one. Wow. A dirty one. <laughs> a dirty one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's a couple of close calls where, like, you know, you almost turn and smack face first into something and just barely, you know, keep your wits about you. You're fairly confident that in a, after about 15 minutes of walking that you've made it significantly far back downwards towards the main chamber that you came from. I'm going to ask you to do another one. This is going to be the one that gets you to the main chamber or not. Mm. I'll tell you that right now. God, this motherfucker is so heavy. This is disadvantage as well. This is disadvantage as well. Oh, man. That's such a shame. One of those dice was a 19. The other one's a 3. So I got 13. Mm. 13 does not make it. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, What about a 16? 16 doesn't make it. Fuck. I got a four. Yeah, four, buddy. Shockingly, yeah, buddy. doesn't make it. <laughs> oh golly! I mean, there's been a lot um, of luck bringing you here. Were you gonna say something, Sean? Nope. I'm just getting ready to run. <laughs> Rev those well, engines, the, baby boy. Here's the thing: is that like, blessedly, the sound is just dampened as shit down here. You know, except for the main inner chamber, there's not a lot of sound that travels. So you're your stealth, your secretude, it remains intact. What does not is your orientation. And after another grueling half hour of walking, you begin to accept that you have turned yourself around and you are in a completely unfamiliar area of a mostly unfamiliar place. In an attempt to orient yourselves, you start trying to Look for somewhere that has some kind of a window, a view into the inner chamber. That's the central part of this settlement, this village. And so if you can see the inner chamber, you'll be able to orient yourselves. So you you go about this winding passage and it takes you in circles. And it seems to be still bringing you, you know, higher and sometimes lower. You're really not sure where you are. You pass by small rooms carved into the earth and rock on each side of the passage. Most of them have thick woven blankets covering the doorways. You try not to peek into any that are covered, lest you give away your position. But eventually, you see more light coming from up ahead. And it seems sort of like your best shot. And as you proceed, you realize it's actually that the veins of Peridot here are becoming more pronounced, creating a veritable bloom. Their glow is illuminating the particulate in the air so that it glows like stars. Despite the general tension, the atmosphere is soothing and solemn here, and even more so with the sound of soft strings and humming coming from the room ahead. Hold on now. Sounds of strings and humming from the room ahead, and the song, it's familiar. Oh, fuck A song of true friends, (laughs) true names, of goodbyes. You hear it coming from the room ahead, which itself glows more strongly with Peridot than anywhere else you've seen in the Underhush so far. Can we see into this room or just 
here. You haven't reached it yet. You hear it coming from up ahead and you can see the the glowing intensify. Like if you go 10 steps further, you will be at the room. Can we try and like get a visual on the room without exposing ourselves? That, yeah, you can try with a stealth for sure. E stealth, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not so great uh, without pass without trace. Um, <laughs> Spells are so good, hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like some Dude. character classes are built entirely around them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just or, rolled an eighteen. Perfect. Ooh. That's great. That's great. Simon the Spider, mm. perhaps yeah, accustomed future. to contained earthy spaces, creeps forward and takes a peek into the room, which is lit only by peridot, a soft wash of green. And the far wall is actually carved out to reveal a stunning view of the inner chamber below. Actually, you're not as far from the bottom level as you thought you were, thankfully. And you are sort of able to tell what direction you need to go. Looking more around the room, you see rows of plush beds lining the walls. This is a very long space. Upon these beds lie sleeping bodies. So still are they, you almost mistake them for corpses until you notice the slight rise and fall of their chests. And there, at the opposite corner of the room, strumming softly on a guitar and humming as she watches over the sleepers, sits Teaspoon. So people are just trying to sleep in this room. She's in the corner playing guitar. Even here, she's being annoying. (laughs) (laughs) So is there there like another way out of this room then? Well, I would say that there's probably two entrances. It's a long room. Like you can see another door further down the passage that leads into the same room. But aside from that, it's like a window of sorts has been carved out of the opposite wall so that it overlooks the chamber below. And otherwise, you just have to continue you down the passage to like bypass the room entirely you're saying we don't need to go through this room to get where we want to go i say no you don't need to go through the room however this is sort of the closest you have been to a lot of people and teaspoon in particular you're gonna have to like cross a room in front of a room that is open and has somebody in it this is going to be the most difficult check so far I would yeah. say. Okay. If that's what you want to do. If you want to bypass it without being noticed, it's going to be like degrees harder. Like I'm probably. This is the way forward, right? We have to just figure out how we're going through, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think the alternative, like just to, it's not like you can't turn around, but you got super lost coming here. And Simon has spotted through here, like the way to get forward. So yeah. like, okay. you could kind of take your chances turning around, but like, this is the best shot you have of getting out of here. Absolutely. Okay. Before we go anywhere. I'm going to pull out one of the bottles of juniper wine. I have no idea where this is going. I'm going to tear off a piece of my sleeve of the of my blouse and jam it in the top of the bottle. Crater, open up your boiler and just have it ready for me, okay? Oh my god, is that what I think it is? Can you make a Molotov out of wine? It's a wine Molotov. A wine Molotov? Okay. Oh yeah. We're going to find this is, out. It's all seen. This is fucking hardcore. I'm so in. Let's go. We're not we're not gonna we're not gonna let it just yet. Okay. Let's all these folks seem to be sleeping. <laughs> the only person that's awake is the one we know. The one who owes us a little something. So we're gonna just walk straight through this room like we belong. And Teaspoon, if she knows what's good for her, is gonna shut up and let it happen. And if she don't yeah. Then we'll cause a little distraction. Okay, so we're going to walk through this room. We're going to acknowledge T-Spin. We're not going to say a word. 
You don't want anyone else to wake up. That's right. And I'm going to be carrying this generator. Yes, you will. Through this room full of sleeping people that we're trying to avoid. And you're going to do it so quietly. What should I do? Simon. Yes. I want you to put on your scariest face. <laughs> and when that, when that, when that soup spoon with the guitar looks your way, just <laughs> scowl. Scowl like you ain't never scowled before. Yeah. Okay, I can do that. Okay. I adore this plan. I'm still going to have to ask for a group stealth check as you move through this room. It's a sound plan, but I will ask for the group stealth check. Is it like, okay. is it such a great plan that we maybe get advantage because we are like really confident that this is going to work? Here's the thing. I was going to give you stealth at disadvantage. <laughs> so I'm going to remove disadvantage. <laughs> All right. So kind. Okay. Here we go. Oh, that's a five. Okay. That's a fail. Yep. I got an 18. Yes. Okay. okay. Simon, Simon, Simon. Oh, I got eight. Fuck. Well, how am I carrying this one? Come on. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of energy. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what breaks the stealth here. Do I have any volunteers? It I guess be... mine was the lowest. Oh, yeah. No, you go ahead, Simon. Please. Uh, I just, I've volunteered as tribute. If... Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense, Simon. You, your mind is under the most pressure of all three of you, without question. You're dealing not only with the tension of these circumstances, you're dealing with the suppression of your magic. You've, you've been detached from it. It's, it's, it hurts. It hurts. And perhaps for that reason, as you all step into this room full of sleepers, this room where Teaspoon plays her guitars, Crater is silent as the grave, and Simon trips over a root and sends Celestine knocking into one of the beds. And the bed goes, clang. <sighs> and as that reverberates out into the main chamber, and as I said, you're not as high up as you were previously. There's a couple people whose faces turn upwards at the same time as Teaspoon's face turns towards the three of you. And she stops playing and stares with a, an expression of awe at the same time as you hear a couple people in the chamber below go, what was that? Everything all right up what there? Was that? Friend? Report? Do you need help, friend? And Teaspoon puts one hand up to the three of you, walks to the window, peers over it, and goes, Thank you, friends. Everything's fine here. I I admit I fell asleep and I, I hit one of the beds with my guitar. Nothing to worry about. The sleepers are fine. Thank you, all friend. Right, friend. And she turns back towards you and she goes, I think I might have bought us a little time to talk. If you like. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.